Life can always use more Cedar Point. And right now, you can get more Cedar Point for less with the Fun Day Bundle. Each bundle saves you more than 35% on admission, parking, and dining for one low price. That means more coasters like Steel Vengeance and Millennium Force, and even more excitement with the Cedar Point Parade and Spectacular. But you better hurry because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out about the great programming we have available for you 24 7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is Dahlia Schweitzer. She is a pop culture critic and writer, described by renowned author Toby Miller as one of the world's leading analysts of popular culture, and by Vogue as sexy, rebellious, and cool. Dahlia writes about film, television, music, gender, identity, and everything in between. Her work can be found across mainstream academic and emergent channels, the Baton Rouge-born novelist uh, uh, Chanteuse and performance art studied at the Wesleyan University, lived and worked in New York and Berlin, and moved to Los Angeles to complete her graduate work at the Center College, I'm sorry, the Art Center College of Design and the University of California, Los Angeles. Her forthcoming book, Going Viral, Zombies, Viruses, and the End of the World, explores depictions of pandemics and outbreak narratives in a contemporary American film and television setting. Joining me now is Dahlia Schweitzer. And Dahlia, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you so much. Listen, I have to ask you, what is it with people and vampires, dead people walking around, viruses, pandemics? What's with the end of the world? You mean why Why is it such a current fixation? Yeah. Well, 
I think, I mean, this is one of the more complex questions that I unpack in the book, but a large part of it is just that either subconsciously or consciously, we mm -hmm. feel like the world might end in our lifetime and we want to know what that's going to look like. Um, another explanation that I have is that people are so fed up with the white noise of contemporary life, you know, with the student loan payments and mm -hmm. the credit card bill and your internet and keeping up with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, that there's this kind of um, romantic notion of wouldn't it be great if all of that was gone and all I had to worry about was surviving. Is, is this just another fad, another phase of society that we're going through? Well, I argue in my book that the outbreak narrative is what's called a film cycle. Mm -hmm. So unlike genres, which stay the same for decades upon decades, film cycles tend to have a shelf life of around five to 10 years, and then they have to get updated. Um, and the fact that they get so routinely updated means that they're going to reflect what's happening off screen um, in a way that's much more contemporary than a genre film. You know, like a romantic comedy from right. 1940 mm -hmm. could be remade almost identically in 2018. You just, you know, add some cell phones and email and you're good. Um, whereas film cycles are very much these kind of like little mini baby genres. And so I do think that right now the fad um, to use your word, is the post-apocalyptic outbreak narrative, which is this fixation with, you know, what's the world going to look like when social order has collapsed? Um, but I trace in my book that mm -hmm. there are these three distinct kind of waves of the outbreak narrative. Um, and so the first one is the one that really links globalization to spread of contagion. And then after 9-11, it was all about terrorists and terrorists spreading viral outbreaks. And now it's about, you know, the zombies and the end of the world. How realistic or how, how much possibility is there in any one of these other two? Because, you know, the terrorist has taken place. We've seen mm -hmm. the globalization taking place. There is a possibility of, of biological warfare. But when it comes to zombies being actually possible you know where you see all these zombies walking around even in a post-apocalyptic war isn't that just science fiction well yes and no uh it's science fiction in the sense that i don't envision people rising from the dead anytime soon mm -hmm. but the thing that's fascinating about zombies is they're these sort of metaphorical reflections of stuff that's happening off screen so i do think we have metaphorical zombies rather than literal zombies and a metaphorical zombie is anyone who's been dehumanized for any reason so once someone gets very sick you know they're seen as sort of being less human more expendable whatever and so i do think that metaphorical zombies possibly even already exist depending on what your definition is of a zombie i mean the movie Shaun of the Dead has a brilliant title sequence, which is all about how we're already zombies. You know, we're all, the capitalism has turned us all into these kind of drones, mindlessly doing our jobs, staring at our phones, etc. So maybe zombies are already around us. Once again, it depends on what your interpretation of a zombie exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. However, most of the people, when you talk about zombies, are the kind of zombies that you see in The Walking Dead and... 
I, I look at it and I, I shudder. I just shut it right off because I find it nonsensical. And yet my wife, mm-hmm. on the other hand, is addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Is there any is are, is there any statistical analysis that has been done as to who watches these kind of television shows? Is there a you know, or is it mostly women, female? Is there any age group categorizing that goes along with this? Uh, the the most that I've read tends to favor kind of teenage boys men in their sort of like early 20s and 30s as generally being the target audience for zombie movies. But I think you bring up an interesting point, which is that The Walking Dead isn't a traditional zombie movie. Mm -hmm. And so I think its demographic is going to be different because it's the show that's it's about zombies, but it's kind of not really about zombies. And the real monsters in The Walking Dead over and over again end up being the humans. Yeah. Um, and then one of the sort of, um, you know, uh, subliminal or kind of uh, like a, a, a sub-theme in the TV show is the blurring of the line between humans and zombies. So the whole idea that everyone's already infected with the virus that's going to turn them into zombies is also interesting because again, it's not the traditional, you know, where there's like a sharp divider between who is a zombie and who is a human. So I think The Walking Dead probably has a different demographic because it's coming at the zombie question from a very different perspective. Does the does society's fear of of um, biological warfare on a global scale does this feed into the the zombie uh, genre success? A hundred percent. I think zombies, again, as I said, they're sort of like these metaphorical mm-hmm. ciphers where they they reflect stuff that's anxieties that are happening off screen. And I think zombies manage to combine our fears of disease with our fears of terrorism because zombies, as they're been as they've been portrayed since twenty eight days later, are, you know, spreaders of infection, right? So the zombie condition is seen as being a virus. Um, and you get this over and over again in, you know, The Walking Dead, as we mentioned, but also World War Z, um, I Am Legend, uh, Zombieland. All these movies are very much about zombies and infection. And then, of course, zombies are terrorists, right? Because terrorists don't follow any sort of rule of warfare, right? So the idea is, you know, if there's a quote unquote organized war, if there can be such a thing, it's going to be geographically contained and it'll be temporally contained. So like once the war is over, the war is over. But terrorism, just like contagion, doesn't follow any rules. So it can happen anywhere at any time. And so the zombie really manages to sort of combine both those fears into one package. So just uh, tell me, should we be afraid of the... the um the possibility of worldwide pandemics and viruses? I argue that you should be a lot less afraid of that mm-hmm. than some people in the in government or in medical um, organizations might want you to be. I think our fear of these sort of worldwide pandemics is being very intentionally cultivated by those who gain from our fear. 
you're far more likely to get heart disease, diabetes, fall in your bathtub, you know, than any kind of horrific um, epidemic. All right, Dahlia, please stand by. You and I have to take our first break. And explanation, if you'd like more information on Dahlia, her website is thisisdahlia.com. And also check out goingviralbook.com. And if you'd like to follow uh, Dahlia on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash whoisdahlia. And on Twitter, goingviral underscore book. I'll be back with Dahlia Schweitzer on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo-TV plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. 
To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Exonation Dahlia Schweitzer is our special guest this hour. www.thisisdahlia.com and goingviralbook.com. Dahlia, why did why did you want to become a uh, pop culture critic and writer? I think the better question is why doesn't everyone want to be a pop culture critic and writer? All uh, right, why doesn't everyone want to be a pop? <laughs> I mean, for for me, that is the way that I make sense of the world. Mm -hmm. So I am mystified by people who do not need to do that to make sense of the world. Um, I, I have to write about something in order to understand it properly. Um, and I'm fascinated by popular culture because I feel like popular culture is this incredibly accurate barometer of what's going on inside people's heads at any moment in time. So if you want to understand America in the mid-90s, what better way to do so than by looking at film and television? But there's a big difference between the 90s and the 2000s because the Internet is much more advanced. You have the advent of more technologically advanced iPhones. It's a totally different culture. Agreed. And I talk about that in my book when I compare... Um, the movie Outbreak from 1995 mm -hmm. with Contagion, which was released in 2011. And it's really interesting to kind of do this comparison. And you can see, you know, how technology has permeated so much of our lives, how it's impacted social interaction. Um, another interesting comparison that I do in my book is I look at the original Andromeda Strain, which was released in 1971, and I compare it to the remake that was released in 2008. Um, and so you can see just by virtue of what things stay the same and what things change, how things have evolved off screen. So, again, if you wanted to do a, a compare and contrast between, you know, the mid 1990s and today, I can't think of a better way to do that than by comparing TV shows or movies. You know, before we were talking about the uh, we were talking about the viruses and and so on and. The fear factor, and it was seemed, you know, from what I was gathering, that we put a lot of blame on the government and the power to be when it comes to the the real fear of these these diseases or the alleged diseases, and you know how they would affect humanity and society. But doesn't the media play a major part in that? The media does, and again, I I'm not so sure that I would use the word blame so much as I ask people to be more critical consumers of information. And I think the media and the government will work hand in hand to further their own specific agendas, right? So it's like, um, you know, everybody wants money, right? It all comes down to money at the end of the day. So the government wants you to be afraid of certain things or work out about certain things so that they can then do stuff like the Patriot Act or they can increase funding for research on some specific virus or whatever. Because basically, if people are afraid, it's much easier to control them, to tell them what to do, etc. And Hollywood and media, and by media, I talk about, you know, both journalists and sort of fictional entertainment, mm -hmm. they want to make money. I mean, that's just the way of the world, right? So 
you're not going to see a headline that says, you know, uh, one man has Ebola in San Diego, right? The headline's going to say Ebola outbreak in San Diego, because that's the way the world works. And I'm not going to fault the journalist or the newspaper for the sort of sensational headline because that's how it works. But it may be that's the way it works, but that's not integrity in journalism then. Oh, for sure. Of course. But I mean, I think looking for integrity in journalism these days is like looking for a needle in a haystack. But isn't that society's fault? Because society wants sensationalism. Society wants that thrill factor. And we all know that if it if it don't bleed, it don't lead when it comes to journalism. Yes. And that I that I do agree with you. And that I think that is you know, and I, and you you talked about how society has changed, mm-hmm. you know, now as a result of the internet. And I think that one backlash to that is that our attention spans are now minuscule, right? And so we need headlines, information that's even more sensational to catch our attention. And if there's an article that's too long, you know, we're probably not going to read it. So we're going to get these very sort of um, miniature soundbite types of articles, which are basically just going to give, you know, the sensational facts without providing the true complexity of the issue. So what's the sense of doing it then? What's the sense of reading it? What's the sense of getting involved in the social media if it's nothing else but a bunch of bunk? Well, there are a lot of people who are saying, you know, down with Facebook. Yeah, I'm one of them. Um, uh, I think it's important to be discerning in where you get your news, you know, and so I think it's important to take the responsibility as a consumer of news Mm -hmm. to make sure that the outlets that you visit provide you with the sort of complex nuance that some other outlets leave out. And the same would go with the, the news media. For example, if you yes. want to hear President Trump get trashed 724-365, just turn on CNN. You know? And, I and, mean, I, I, I never watch news on TV because I feel like news on TV is mm-hmm. always sort of, you know, sound bites sure. and overly sensationalized. Yep, that is so true. So how do we, how do we change things? Can we change things? Are we... Or are we too involved? Has the computer industry taken control of our souls that we <laughs> that we are that we are stuck with them for the rest of eternity? Or does humanity have the ability to say, "Hey, I don't want this crap. I can live without it." Bang. The the optimist in me hopes that at least some members of humanity mm-hmm. can make that move. You know, and it it might just be as little as you know. Again. Don't get your news from Facebook. Uh, learn to, you know, do your own research to find nuanced information that might not be, you know, the first available news source. Um, and then I think, I mean, I, I'm as guilty of this as, as many other people, but I yeah. think it's also important to kind of unplug and just not get swept up in the echo chamber that the Internet can be these days. There's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. There are. You know, and... I, my personal opinion of the internet is that's it, that it is the biggest septic tank that man has ever created because <laughs> there's more crap in it than there is anything else. This is true. So when you've got all these conspiracy theories and some of the information is downright stupid, mm-hmm. but people buy into it. They, I, I Well, I think this goes back to we're losing our ability to think 
critically. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to, you know, people getting swept up in these sort of sensational news. And I have that word in air quotes. Yeah. um, News items that are, as you said, completely implausible. But it's like, oh, it's got a catchy headline. So I'm going to share it on Facebook or you know, it may be the new, the quote unquote news article showed up on some random person's blog, but I'm just going to assume that, oh yeah, this is totally true rather than taking the five seconds to research it and look it up and say, you know, has this been verified by other news sources, et cetera. So I think a lot of it is just kind of laziness. Based on, based on the work that you do, what is it, what are some of the top conspiracy theories that are out there? Uh, well, actually I had, uh, an interview um, about a month ago, uh, with a host who was, who firmly believed that zombies do exist and we just don't know about it because the government is hiding it from us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty amusing. Um, and I also continue to be fascinated by nine 11 conspiracy theories. Do you really think it's possible that the government of the United States could actually hide or suppress all the evidence that would be necessary in order for this to be a fact instead of a conspiracy oh. theory? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Oh. I, I, th- I just thought you were asking, you know, which conspiracy oh, theories I do I find the most interesting? Not yeah. necessarily the ones that I believe. Okay. Well, what are the ones you believe then? That's a good question. Um, I... I think one thing that I have learned from my research Mm -hmm. is to just be a little bit more skeptical about things the government is telling you that you should do or that the Centers for Disease Control are telling you that you should do. Um, This is not to say that, you know, I'm against vaccinations for infants and Mm -hmm. all that. Like, I'm totally pro-vaccines. But I... I do kind of take a lot of stuff that our government says with a grain of salt. And I, I'm sure someone, I'm going to get in hot water over this, but I have some very mixed feelings about the flu shot. Yeah, a lot of people do, and including my yeah. wife, who is a nurse. So you're not alone. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. That's right yeah. And what, what do they say? She said it, it's, it's a bunch of bunk. That's what right. she says, yeah. She says, you know, mind you, I myself, I get it. Right. And knock on wood. You know, it certainly has helped me through the flu seasons. But uh, you and I have to take another break at the bottom of the okay. hour for the news. Super talking to you. Congratulations on a book and all the great work that you've done in getting this information compiled so that John Q. Public has a place where they can go and kind of get a reality check. Thank you. We'll be back on the other side of this break with our guest this hour, Exxon Nation, Dahlia Schweitzer, as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Now, for more information on Dahlia, visit thisisdahlia.com and goingviralbook.com. On Twitter, Twitter forward slash goingviral underscore book, and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash whoisdahlia. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back, everyone. Dahlia Schweitzer is our guest. This is Dahlia.com. You know, we, we talked about the social implications or the social need for vampires. Is it the same need that is, that is required when it comes to conspiracy theories, cover-ups, the shadow government, the New World Order, the puppets that manipulate Washington? Uh I think actually that they're coming from different things. I think that we gravitate toward conspiracy theories mm -hmm. 
because we like to believe that someone is in charge, that there is a plan, um, that horrible things are not happening just because somebody screwed up. Uh, I think there's a kind of a reassurance to thinking, you know, even if you don't know what it is, someone has a purpose and someone is, you know, moving toward that end goal. Whereas I think we like vampires and, did you say werewolves or just vampires and zombies? Vam- well, let's throw uh, werewolves in on the mix as well. That's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, well, vampires and werewolves appeal because they're these sort of larger than life figures, right? They're mm-hmm. sort of hyper-sexualized, they're strong, they're powerful. You know, it's like, Whenever we feel like real life is so dull and ordinary, it's fun to imagine this kind of, you know, sexy vampire spanning decades, centuries, whatever. Um, And I think, you know, werewolves similarly become this sort of, you know, larger than life hyperhuman. I think zombies are in their own sort of unique category because unlike vampires and werewolves, zombies are less than human. Right. So whereas a vampire or a werewolf is like a human with something turned up to 11, the the zombie is like what happens when there's no there there, you know, when the 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 human body has been stripped of soul, agency, identity, whatever word you want to use. Hmm. You know, I've been doing shows on the paranormal now for 28 years and I there's such a you know, there's such a. Um, a common thread in all of this. People want to be sensationalized. They love to live in a world of fantasy. Mm -hmm. But how do they successfully separate the the real world from the world of fantasy that they're creating that is now being put into virtual reality for them? I think that might become a larger and larger problem as... I mean, I think we we already see fact and fiction blurring at an uncomfortable pace. Yep. So I I think it does kind of become harder to separate and will continue to become harder to separate. But how do you think the the new media is going to, you know, keep up with the thirst, the the desire of the 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 listeners, the viewers, the readers, and give them more and more and more and more? It has to come to an end somewhere, and when it does, what happens? <laughs> I Eventually, it'll come to an end. I don't see that end anywhere mm-hmm. in the near future. And I think what's going to happen is we just see these narratives unfolding on more and more platforms and becoming more and more interactive. You know, So we've got video games now that have bigger budgets than movies. Um, we have, you know, games for your phone mm-hmm. where you can fight a viral outbreak while you're standing in line at the bank. Um, so I, I think this is just going to it's going to continue in that direction. It's going to continue to become more pervasive and more interactive. Based on the research that you have done, have you been able to do any correlation between the new media and the breakup of the family unit? That I actually I haven't I haven't engaged with that question mm-hmm. directly, but I do think that it's I mean it, it's a non-negotiable thing that's happening. 
um, and I think you do see uh, this sort of estrangement that happens as a result of technology and that plays out in the movie Contagion, for instance, where people keep getting important news through the phone rather than in person. And people are communicating via text message mm-hmm. rather than in person. And so you have this move toward the phone as an interface rather than interpersonal communications. And so how could that not lead to the breakdown of the family? My question is, what is going to happen the next time there's a solar flare? And, oh, you know, I, I don't know. I, what know, do you think? Well, I'll tell you what I think based on ex- personal experience. Um, what, it was about 10 years ago when there was a solar flare that took out the power grid throughout upstate New York and upstate Pennsylvania and throughout the province of Ontario and, and Quebec. Wow, for how long? It was, uh, we were without power eight, nine days. Oh my God. You know, and I was very comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because number one, I always make sure we have copper lined telephones in the house. Rule number one. Wow, that is a good rule. You know, that's rule number one. Number two, always be prepared. I was an old Boy Scout. You know, you always Mm -hmm. be prepared. So I always make sure we have at least one month's worth of food Mm -hmm. and water put away. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Sure, you're going to lose the stuff in the fridge, in the freezer. But the thing is, is that it happens. Now, I myself do not use my cell phone as a part of my human body (laughs) you know so i don't when it comes to the computers for doing the uh whatever i need it's hardwired so i don't Mm -hmm. depend on wi-fi bluetooth and so on however Mm -hmm. our six children and our grandchildren went berserk yep you know like how can you guys how can you guys live? How can you survive? You know, how do you cook? Well, very simple. We've got a barbecue in the backyard. We have a fireplace that burns wood. You know, but what do you do for entertainment? Well, we talk and we do something called reading a book. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And it's scary to see how the technology of today is going to be, in my opinion, Worse than any pandemic could be. I agree. I mean, I think we're just starting to maybe mm-hmm. realize the, the effects of all this technology. Yeah. And I know I'm horrified if I go to some kind of like a dinner party and everyone under the age of 10 is glued to their phone throughout the entire dinner. Oh, doesn't that just drive you crazy? Crazy. Crazy. And everyone walking down the street, staring at their phones. And then it's like the panic where it's like, oh, my God, I don't have my phone. I left it in my car. I've got to run and go get it. I'm hysterical. Um, No, I mean, I think, as you said, they've become parts of our body, which is really terrifying. Uh, What we do here at home is we have a when you come into the, the foyer, there's a basket that says, please put your cell phones here. Wow, that's great. You know, and people say, well, why? Well, did you come here to see us or to use your phone? Right. You know? And we go out to restaurants, my wife and I, our kids and grandchildren, you know, they have their own little things to do. We're, you know, thankfully, the nest is empty. Mm-hmm. You go to restaurants and you see families all with their phones 
Yeah. There must be something that is an indicator to to a society that you know this is a this is a this is a meltdown. This is a disease itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's again. I I refer back mm-hmm. to the title sequence for Shaun of the Dead, which really just skewers how zombified we are in our day to day life. You know, staring at our screens, glazed eyes. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, what is your favorite TV show? Oh wow, I love TV. Um, I don't know if I have a specific favorite. I do know that I, um, I was very sad when The Good Wife ended. I loved that show. Um, I do get a thrill from Scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a little bit hesitant to watch the most recent episode. Um, what else do I like? Uh, I also like, I kind of like trashy shows sometimes. Like, it's like, um you know, just to take my mind off things. So I like right. to watch things that have nothing to do with zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll watch things like Pretty Little Liars mm-hmm. um, because it just kind of, it, it's hard for me to turn my brain off. And so TV is one of the few things that can do that for better and for worse. So that's your chill out time. Yes, 100%. Law and Order SVU is like, Oh, there's a when great I'm show. Really, yes, when I'm stressed out, it's like I just need to see Olivia Benson save yep. the day and I'll feel better. Hey, my kind of lady. I love those kind of shows. <laughs> Law and Order, uh, you know, just great shows. But yes. TV has totally changed. It's, you know, like, I, I'm sorry. I'm an ex-cop. I know that crime isn't solved in 22 minutes or 44 minutes. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that the that the crime lab in Miami-Dade is nothing like it is on TV. <laughs> and And even in these shows, you have the air of fantasy that is installed there's Mm -hmm. always a good guy bad guy and in most of the shows the good guy always wins let's talk more on the other side of this break as dahlia schweitzer and i continue and wrap up this hour here in the exxon from our broadcast center in hamilton ontario canada now exxon nation if you'd like to get more information about dahlia her website is www.thisisdahlia.com and um, her facebook facebook.com forward slash who is Dahlia and Exo Nation. She's also available on Twitter. Twitter forward slash going viral underscore book. I'll be back on the other side, wrapping up this hour here in the Exo. Don't forget to check us out at www.xzbn.net. Don't go away now. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. 
interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. All right, explanation. This is the deal. From 28 days later to 24 to The Walking Dead, movies, TV shows, and books are filled with zombies, viruses, bioengineered, bioengineered, wow, uh, plagues, and disease-ravaged bands of survivors. Going viral by our guest this hour, Dahlia Schweitzer, analyzes why outbreak narratives have infected our public discourse and how they have affected the way Americans view the world. In going viral, Dahlia Schweitzer probes outbreak narratives in film, television, and a variety of other media, putting them in conversation with rhetoric from government authorities and news organizations that have capitalized on the fears about our changing world, www.thisisdahlia.com and www.goingviralbook.com on Twitter, Twitter forward slash going viral underscore book, and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash who is Dahlia. First of all, Dahlia, thanks so much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure uh, speaking to you. Thank you for having you. me. I wish you much success. It's about time somebody became the guardian of the media, and that's what we're <laughs> going to title you as. Um, you've got quite a few events coming up. Uh, I do. I do. And I had, yes. <laughs> so where, where not are you, enough, not enough. So where, uh, so where are you going to be that where maybe some of our listeners might have the opportunity of dropping in and hearing and seeing you? Um, unfortunately, I think most things have 
past. Oh, that's for in in person appearances. Uh Um, But of course, I will update my my Facebook uh, when things get booked. But Mm. I know that I will continue to have uh, interviews and podcasts and things like that. So um, the best way to sort of keep up with what's going on is to just follow me on Facebook and then uh, you will be alerted. Uh, how has going viral, zombies, viruses, and the end of the world, how has this project affected you? It's made me wash my hands a lot more. <laughs> and uh, it's made me refuse to touch elevator buttons um, or use public water fountains. So if you get in an elevator, how do you push the buttons? Uh, you use your elbow, mm-hmm. or you use the side of your hand, or right. you cover your hand with your sleeve. Uh, so working on four, four years of, of studying viruses mm-hmm. and contagion makes you hyper aware of shared public surfaces. What do you see in the future for the media and society and the social networks? Uh, well, I think this goes back to what we were talking about with the the increasing pervasion of technology into mm-hmm. our lives and also um, just how interactive things have become leading to this kind of blurring between fact and fiction. And I feel like it's probably going to get worse. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of hoping that uh, Google Glasses never become a thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like, you know, maybe people are going to get you know, the blue chip in uh, the Bluetooth, sorry, installed in their body. Like, I think that, you know, we've, we've seen that in sci-fi movies and it doesn't seem too far of a stretch to imagine that. So I feel like technology is going to become even more pervasive. Uh, and I feel like that's going to be a bad thing. You know, over the years, we've done many shows where people um, believe that Big Brother has taken control of us. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I like I've, like I've, First of all, my, my answer to them, well, if you've got nothing to hide, you've got nothing to fear. I agree. You know, but these, well, you're buying into the government's conspiracy. There is no conspiracy. Well, I would never do anything to give them the upper edge. And I said, well, do you ever go to the gas station? Well, yeah. Do you use your credit card? Yeah. Bingo. Do you go out of the country and use your passport? Well, yeah, of course. Bingo. Mm-hmm. You know, so people really don't have a sense of reality when it comes to certain conspiracies, certain alleged cover-ups. How do I we... agree with you on that, and I mm-hmm. also feel like if, if Big Brother is watching, mm-hmm. we are actively enabling that kind of watching. That's right. Um, and I mean, all the pe- like, I don't want an Alexa in my home listening to everything that I say. And I've got nothing to hide. My life is totally boring. But it's like <laughs> I don't see the, the need to surround myself with all these microphones and listening yes. devices. And it's like that stuff just kind of weirds me out. What's your opinion on what has been happening with Facebook recently? I, I, I continue to be shocked at other people's shock, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, I am careful with what information I put mm-hmm. on Facebook. Um, I never do any of those ridiculous little like questionnaires where you have to click to, you know, share all your Facebook information with some like game developer or whatever. Like whenever I see that screen, I'm like, no, thanks. I don't need to know what kind of dessert I am. I can just let that be. Um, so I feel like 
everything that I put online, I don't really care. I mean, I, I prefer not to have everything be public, but mm -hmm. I also don't assume that anything that's online is private, if that makes sense. Why do you think so many people believe that other people would are really interested about what their supper looks like, what their breakfast looks like, what restaurant they're eating in? Does that make that any sense? That is a million dollar question. No. And something I've noticed with uh, Facebook recently is that there are a lot more ads on Facebook. You just yep. can't get away and from the they're ads. They're all targeted. Yeah. No, I think all that stuff should be kept at arm's length. I agree. But we've opened up the we've opened up Pandora's box. We've let the monster out. Exactly. And we directly engage with the monster every day. You know, we welcome the monster into our home. What's your next project going to be, Dahlia? Um, my next project looks at the private detective in Los Angeles and how that character has evolved through film, television, and literature, and also the importance of Los Angeles as a place to the private detective. And when is that going to be out? That sounds like a fascinating book. That'll be out in 2019. Um, I'm just doing the final edits on it this weekend and next week, and then it goes off into production. Wow, love it. The old gumshoes, right? Exactly, 100%. Ah. Yeah, so we look at, you know, or I look at L.A. Confidential, Raymond Chandler, The Big Sleep, mm -hmm. Devil in a Blue Dress, all those, all those narratives. Yeah, there used to be a time when there were a lot of police and detective um, uh, shows on television, and they've seemed mm -hmm. to gone... On the on the bye bye, opening up for all these so called reality TV shows, or they've been morphed into a team, and that's where you get things like Criminal Minds mm -hmm. or CSI, you know, that kind of of show where it's like a team of people working together to solve crimes. But yeah, it's hard to find the sort of the private detective. Other than there's the series on Amazon, which I have yet to watch, um, called Bosch. Have you watched that? No, I haven't. Or, no. Yeah, I'm curious to check that one out. Where are your books available? My books should be available at every bookstore and online book retailer. If your bookstore, if your local bookshop doesn't have a copy, they should easily be able to order it. And Dahlia, what are your final thoughts for the Exo Nation tonight? Um, I did realize I wasn't prepared for your question about favorite TV shows, and I do want to um, really do a little plug for the TV show iZombie, um, okay. because I feel like your listeners might get a kick out of it, and I think it's a far smarter show than The Walking Dead, um, and really looks at all these sort of... Um, complex questions that are brought to light when you have zombies living among us. So I plug iZombie for your listeners. iZombie. All right. I'm going to have to get, let my wife uh, know about that one. If Seasons, she doesn't know about it uh, one through three are on Netflix. So they, or at least they are in the States. So I feel like it should be yeah. fairly easy to catch up. With Netflix and Amazon Prime, uh, how do you think that they are going to be changing the media scene? Well, there's going to be much more competition because they are all about creating original content. So mm -hmm. Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix are no longer just going to be these platforms for sharing content that other people have created. Um, now they're direct competitors with networks like CBS, NBC, ABC. Uh, so it's, it's really diversifying the playing field. 
Um, speaking about Amazon, do you think Amazon is getting too powerful for its own good? That's actually a good question. Um, and full disclosure, I am an Amazon Prime member mm -hmm. uh, and love the luxury of not having to run errands <laughs> in person. Uh, but I also lament the sort of the rise of these insanely powerful corporations. And I do think that it's probably doing a lot of bad things for our economy. As well as the, uh, you know, it's putting a lot of people out of work. Yes. Well, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I do love, you know, the local shops and I try mm -hmm. to patronize them whenever I can. I just also detest running errands. Who, who doesn't, my dear? Who doesn't? <laughs> Dahlia, I will thank you so much for joining us. I wish you much continued success. And if we could have the opportunity of having you back on the show when your new book comes out, we would love to have it. I would love to be on it. Dahlia, take care of yourself. And uh, ExoNation, if you'd like more information about our guest this hour, uh, Dahlia Schweitzer, here it is. Make sure you take all these notes down, okay, guys? I'll give you a second to get your pencil and paper. Da -da 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 -da. All right, time's up. Here's her website. www.thisisdahlia.com. That's www.thisisdahlia.com. www.goingviralbook.com. On Twitter, Twitter forward slash going viral underscore book. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash who is Dahlia. And her books are available at bookstores, Target, Amazon, and everywhere else that fine books are sold. Online and brick and mortar. We'll be back on the other side of the news as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away and I love dogs. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. 
We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.